0: This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, no-nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 51 is brought to you by Bybit. Crypto traders continue to murder it, and Bybit needs to be either your primary or secondary out. Not only can you purchase your crypto, including XRP with nobody bothering you, you can also trade that way too, including trading on MT4, like directly from MT4, if you wanted to. So plug in your algorithm, plug in your EA, and start racking up crypto while it's nice and low. Bybit also hosts the World Series of Trading. Good luck in advance to all the no-nonsense Forex traders signing up for that. If you want to sign up for that, go down below to the show notes, click my link, Get your account ready, and then also best of luck to you. No Nonsense Forex will also be having their own in-house trading competitions every month, with the exception of June because of the World Series of Trading. But get yourself signed up for that too. Those of you who have already signed up and not deposited, make sure you do that. Place your first trade, get your bonus. So many reasons to be with Bybit. We hope to see you there. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian podcast, and we have departed from commodities for a while, um, but we are coming back for at least one episode. And uh, it's not because my numbers were getting too good and we need to pull them back a little bit, which is what always happens with commodities. But you know, this podcast is mainly talking about commodities and crypto, and we do not love one more than the other. We treat them pretty equally here. I would almost wager to say that commodities at this juncture are probably a more important investment than crypto is because the world does not need crypto. The world does need commodities, and we are running out. Stocks are down only because the market's down. You know, fundamentals have not crashed, it's only sentiment that has crashed. And the game now is to figure out what is going to make it out of the woods first. My bet would be on commodities. And even if it's not first, it's going to be coming out of the woods pretty soon. So I'm happily holding on to all of my commodities positions, and I'm looking to add more down the road. Um, I wasn't always. I was pretty happy with where I was as far as most commodity sectors went. But at these current prices, my interest is getting peaked once again. Now, we have not talked about rare earth elements on this podcast yet, and I think this is a perfect time to do it. Because just because these things are rare does not mean they're not important. They're extremely important. And for the most part, they are very rare. Uh, especially the really important ones that we use for everyday things. Because rare earth elements are used in magnets. And magnets are essential in two very important sectors right now. One, now don't roll your eyes when I say this, but green technology relies heavily on on magnets made from rare earth elements. Uh, But the green energy movement's dead, VP. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. Uh, Governments are not backing off of this mandate. You know, they have done things like what I said was going to happen in one of my blogs, and they have turned more to uranium for carbon zero sustainable energy. Uh, But there are more electric cars and wind turbines built now than there have ever been. And they all rely on magnets made from a resource that is harder and harder to get. Now, if you want to stay on the demand side, there has been something else that has happened just this year that has increased this demand even further, and that is the war in Ukraine. So much military equipment, especially ones that fly, rely heavily on copious amounts of rare earth elements. And when all of these countries are donating a bunch of supplies to Ukraine, understanding that they probably will not get them back, those things need to get replaced. I fully expect a major comeback in the military-industrial complex this decade, if not sooner than later. And this is going to put a strain on an industry that is already strained. And what's really interesting is a lot of these opportunities that we're going to talk about from the ETF side and the stock side, they have not dropped very much. Almost everything else has. These things are holding their value, and this is for the reasons I just mentioned. Now you might say, well, boo-hoo, I can't get these things cheaply now. Um, I don't think you're looking at it the right way when these things should be going up a lot, yet they're standing still, you are getting them cheaply. So real quick, before we go into some of these opportunities, let's talk about the overall landscape of the rare earth element market. Now, I'm not a super expert on this, but I do pay attention to these things more than most people do. Now, China pretty much dominated this market for a long time. And in many ways, on the supply side, they still do. Yet they have over time become a net importer of rare earth elements, which really surprised me when I heard this. You know, they had a really great thing going, almost cornering the market with many of the rare earth elements you see out there right now. But now they may not even have that card to play going forward. Further reasoning, as we talk about here all the time, how China really is in trouble moving forward. Uh, But you tell me, uh, when a country gets more desperate like this, are the prices of the things they do hold going to go up or down, especially if that thing they hold is something that the world needs desperately? If you know your history, China has caused supply shocks in this sector in the past. I would not put it past them again to either do the same thing or just to simply raise prices. They can still do that. So moving on to opportunities here, we'll, we'll take the same approach we normally do. We'll start with ETFs. There is one ETF in North America. It's from Vanek. It is ticker symbol REMX. Now you can decide if you like this or not, but if you look at their holdings right now, they have a disturbing amount of exposure to China. Now again, That's where most of the rare earth elements are. So it does make sense from that standpoint. And it's pretty hard for most people to get exposure to China in a lot of ways. But this actually gives it to you, which can be kind of nice. Um, I am a China bear. I think their future is looking pretty grim. And I will be avoiding something like this myself. But I know we got some China bulls out there. And so if you feel differently than I do on this particular topic, this is going to be a really nice option because it's going to be very hard to get exposure to China's rare earth metals any other way. So I am glad this opportunity is out there. It's just not an opportunity I will be personally exploring. I think your best plays are going to be drilling down into individual stocks here. Um, Now, starting in North America, there are uh, two and a half options And your top one by far is going to be a company called MP Materials, ticker symbol MP, also known as Mountain Pass. Uh, This is the largest mining operation for rare earth elements in the entire continent of North America. Uh, Ever since its stock hit the market, it has done very well and it has held up very well through this recent crash. Now, the one caveat here is jurisdictional risk. You're like, well, this is in the United States. That's a great jurisdiction. Yes, it is, but it is also in California, which is not a great jurisdiction. California does a lot of really dumb things. Now, the upshot to this is I think they realized that there's not much they can do here. They were threatening to shut this whole thing down a couple years ago. But I think that sentiment is finally slowly melting away. Uh, But of all of the states in the union, this is the last state you want to be in, unfortunately, as a minor. Uh, but it is far and away North America's greatest hope to keep rare earth elements inside of Western countries and not having to rely on China. Now, there are two other options in North America, but this has more to do with the processing of rare earth elements, which is very important because there are not many processors out there. MP still has to ship a lot of their product to China for processing. Not good. You know, I don't know why, but there are very few of these processing plants out there, especially in the West. So if you want a more low-cap, under-the-radar stock, check out NEO Performance, ticker symbol N-O-P-M-F. It's going to be a pink sheet stock, so be careful with these, and you will see a bit of a discount here over the last six months to a year. But even though this company is out of Canada, they run one of, if not the, only rare earth element processing plants for the entire EU. It's based in Estonia, and they also process a lot of material from Russia. And it's to the point where I don't know how many processing plants there are in Russia, but I think regardless of what happens with the war, I don't think Russia has a choice but to keep processing a lot of material here for lack of better options. So again, that is worth something. Now, you might be thinking, well, VP, you jumped around here. Where does the United States process their rare earth element material? Well, it's primarily done only in one place. And this place is also, oddly enough, a uranium mine. It has uranium, some rare earth elements, and North America's only major rare earth element processing plant, all wrapped up into one company, and that is Energy Fuels ticker symbol UUUU. Fantastic company. Full disclosure, this is one of the uranium stocks I own. I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but as you can see, it has a lot going for it. It's one of the only uranium mid-majors that is actually fully in the country of the United States, and then you add on those rare earth element pieces to the puzzle This is one of my absolute favorite stocks I own, and this is something that is trading at quite a discount from its highs. So if you stayed all the way until this point in the podcast episode, congratulations. I just disclosed to you one of my top holdings. Now as we always do here, if we can, we do not want to leave UK and Australia out of the equation. Let's start in Australia because Australia, you have one of the top rare earth element companies outside of north america and europe and that is going to be a company called linus you spell linus l-y-n-a-s ticker symbol is going to be l-y-c on the australian stock exchange and they are a major player i can't go into too much detail with them because i don't know about them because i can't invest in them myself so i naturally i don't do that much due diligence on them Uh, but you do have a few options out there but linus is going to be far and away your biggest and best one so take a look at them. And then on a much smaller scale, in the UK, you have a company called Pensana. Ticker symbol is going to be L. And I know even less about these guys, but I do know as small as that market is over there, this is still going to be one of your major players. Yeah, so at least you have a jumping off point here. Now, overall, I think the rare earth element market, as we've already seen, even during a stock crash, has shown us that the downside is fairly small to where the upside, especially going forward, can be extremely high. And we love stuff like this on the 10-Minute Contrarian podcast. Oh, and as an added bonus, you can run around and tell your friends and family that you are invested in companies with heavy amounts of dysprosium, terbium, and neodymium, as if they didn't think you were crazy enough. But they can think whatever they like, because we know we're not crazy. We're just early.